Inspired Girls, welcome back to a new episode of the Inspired Podcast. I'm Jessica and I'm on the Inspired team here at X Church. And today we're diving into comfort culture. We're talking about what does it look like in our culture to be comfortable and what really holds us back to doing hard things. Janice, Megan, and I are talking about what it looks like to do hard things and maybe some practical advice of things that you can do to jumpstart yourself out of comfort. Listen in. Welcome back, Inspired Girls. We're glad that you're here for episode eight. So excited. (laughs) Here we go with the Spanish again. We're in episode eight. Last week, we talked about emotions. That was real fun. I think I went oh, yeah. home and cried. I no, took a I nap because that I was took like, a nap. Oh, my goodness. That was, like, yeah. exhausting. Yes, I got it done was. with it. Yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, I just feel like I, I saw my counselor that morning, and then I, we did that, and I'm like, I feel like I've just been, been in therapy, therapy all day. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was driving home, and I was like, I... I don't really know, like, how I got on this road. You ever have those, <laughs> yes, like... like, where you're mindlessly yes. going, and you don't even, like... Didn't turn on the radio, like, it was silent, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I think I just need to, like, close my eyes and my mouth. Oh, I... <laughs> after that podcast, I definitely am guilty of, like, my kids were driving me crazy, and we were all cooped up in the car, because we had to make our trip out to Easton, and I was just exhausted. Yeah. I was exhausted of talking about emotions. And then I hear, here I am blowing up my kids. Like, mm-hmm. I had to go back and apologize that night. I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but I don't know what it was last week. <laughs> that emotions podcast. Everyone should be thankful they weren't in my car on my way home from that. Because I would have blown up too. <laughs> I was just like, Whew. I don't know. It just hit me. It's, it's just very charged yeah, I mean like yeah. I think that it's since it's something that we have to deal with every single day it I think it kicked up the, some of the dust yeah mm-hmm. I feel like the vulnerable conversations too make me want to like clam up for a while yeah. I'm like okay I've revealed enough of myself to people for a while <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but here's the thing is in what I've learned and like especially sitting at this table having these conversations and inviting you guys to listen into them and I hope that each one of you walks away from a conversation like this, knowing that you're not alone and that us three do not have life figured out in full. (laughs) And we're, it's really like almost just, we learn as we stumble Mm -hmm. and we continue to go and continue to put God first. And that is really like how we're able to have some of these conversations. And so hopefully you feel right at home when you're listening in because Mm -hmm. we are just going through life just like you we're figuring it out you know it's and it's like there's just we want to take our masks off because Mm -hmm. when we take our masks off then others will do the same like our covid masks yeah (laughs) our covid masks. that baby's been off for a while yeah it's been off for a while yeah (laughs) no but you mean like a like our facade yes our facade mask well I've noticed that when we're coming up with ideas, I'm always like, well I'm struggling with this this week and so a lot of our ideas actually come from like Personal that yes. we're like, oh, yeah. this is hard for me this week. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and that's that's really how the best conversations happen, even yeah. with you around your friends. Yeah. Is is finding that that entrance yeah. of vulnerability with someone to mm-hmm. be able to say like, 
Yeah, I'm really on yeah. the struggle bus with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still taking naps from when we did our forgiveness episode. <laughs> like, I'm naps. still taking recovery naps. That was from a Melbourne. while ago. I, I know. was going to say that was a while ago. I've been getting ago. some good sleep, though. <laughs> 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 Who nice. needs melatonin when you have the inspired podcast? That's Nobody, right. right? That's right. You got Literally it. Literally no one. <laughs> so, in light of talking about emotions last week, let's just continue on the train of like what we're learning for ourselves Mm -hmm. and inviting you in as well because this week we're going to talk about comfort culture yeah comfort culture and doing hard things and a a lot of this was birthed or out like out of our conversation that we had this past Sunday as Pastor Tim was preaching Mm -hmm. on resilience Mm -hmm. um we us like is it we three or us three this sounds like really weird when I say this we know. three? I think it's we three because if you're saying like we got this out of it and you take the three out and it makes right. sense, that's what you're supposed to say. Okay. Well, as we were talking and uh, brainstorming our next topic, each one of you guys said, and like me as well, that Pastor Tim preached two back-to-back Sundays on it. Mm-hmm. And it was this past Sunday, he it was kind of a surprise to him because he said on Tuesday of the week that before leading up to Sunday – he really felt like I was like, don't leave it yet yeah. and mm-hmm. keep talking about it. And I can tell you, me sitting out there listening, I was like, yes, this is a lot. This yeah. is a lot of what people deal with right now is comfort culture, mm-hmm. how not to give into so much of your comforts, but also like the, the other end of the spectrum, is it being super hard and, kn- yeah. and knowing that you can go into facing something hard with a lot of resilience and hope. Yeah. And I think for me, I struggle to find the balance between the two. But I think that let's go ahead and start with the comfort culture and like what is a fact about today? I mean, how how do we how do we coddle that culture? Because I'm guilty of it um, yeah. and I don't want to do hard things. And but I mean, like, what are, are what are we talking about? We're not talking about reinventing the wheel right no no No. I think I think when I think of comfort culture I think about the idea that the the impetus seems to always let's find the easiest and fastest way to do anything yeah that requires the least amount of effort out of me or Mm -hmm. or whatever around me so that I'm not uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and um you know I've just finished reading a book recently. It's called Resilience by uh, John Eldridge, which is really good. And he talks about comfort culture and um, and that you know the idea of comfort culture makes us soft. Yep. And yeah. it drains us from resilience. Yeah. And I, I I love this quote. It says, "When you grow up in a world where everything is done with a few clicks on your phone, it doesn't exactly develop resilience. Because resilience is the is ability to, in a way, kind of like bounce back. Yep. Yeah. You know, to be able to handle hard things, hard situations, and um, and get through it. But um, when things are so simple, or we're you know, in a way, our culture coddles us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we don't have the resilience. It's like the first hard thing that comes up, people just you know so often just kind of like collapse and say, "I yeah. can't deal with this." Yeah. yeah, and that's I think that to me is what I see in comfort culture. I think our our culture is obsessed. We talked about idols a couple times ago. Mm-hmm. I think that's an idol of our culture is comfort. comfort? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's you know, so true. And but it's but we all are in it. Yeah, I mean, I go home. And what do I do? I get into my comfy clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. I want to yeah. be comfortable, you know. Yeah. 
but and that's not that in itself is not like okay i'm sorry you got to get the burlap out you know put it on <laughs> that's not <laughs> burlap. you have to wear yeah. wool in yeah. order to right. step out itchy, of your itchy. comfort culture right. you don't have to be uncomfortable yeah. that's not what we're saying but if you're always trying to find the escape mm-hmm. instead yeah. of facing something yeah then that's the problem it's yeah. i mean it can be everything from I have this problem with this person. They hurt me. They said something. Rather than confronting them, I'm going to do the comfortable thing and just cancel them and just right. ghost them yeah. away. Yeah. I think for me, a lot of what comfort culture is, personally in my life, like goes hand in hand with control because I find myself most uncomfortable when I'm not in control of a situation. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I think of like stepping out of my comfort zone, those are the situations where, like, I don't know the outcome. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, like, what my place is in that situation. And for me, that's, like, complete lack of control. And so what do I tend to, like, like gear towards is situations that I can control. Like, I will take on a million situations that I can control before I'll, like, even get close with a 10-foot pole to the one I'm like, well, I don't know how this is going to go. Mm -hmm. So for me, a big aspect of like me stepping out of my comfort zone is just set, like giving up that control and being okay with, and really it, it comes down to a lot of it comes down to trust and just trusting that once I surrender control of that situation, like it's going to go exactly as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I think in our culture today, with the disruptions that have been going on for the past couple of years, like we do really like things that we can control. Yeah. Like I would have loved to have controlled the housing market when my husband and I were buying a house, you know, like it's things that what makes things scary to me is when there are aspects of it that I, I can't fine tune or make it look the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. I think one thing with, with comfort that I've had to take a step back and look at is and and why we, we feel like we're facing this problem in our culture why do we have a culture of comfort? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that like in my being, I don't want things to be hard. I think that it's been around since day one right. in human history is yeah. that we don't want things to be hard. I mean, and it's, it's, um, it's a great thing to have because or else we wouldn't have round wheels. I mean, like think about <laughs> yeah. it. Like if, it, yeah. if the cavemen needed to transport something from point A to point B, like, they had to have some sort of resilience that didn't Mm -hmm. make them give up and then die out as a human race. So there is something underneath us that Mm -hmm. propels us forward and sparks ingenuity and creativity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we had at some point our ancestors had to get out of their comfort zone and had had to get, get out of outside of comfort. Um, I think as, as um, the human race progressed uh, we found ourselves in systems that were put into place uh, where we didn't necessarily agree with or we were oppressed or like, I mean, there was obviously, we've talked about this before, there was a ruler, I mean, there was a stronger personality, a stronger nation, a stronger everybody that would then oppress the people below them, raise their, you know, their ethnicity up or whatever and dominate this culture or whatever I'm going here with something okay so (laughs) they dominated this and then we find this group oppressed and then we fast forward to modern times and you know in the we've talked about this a lot like even in in church culture um in 
male and female culture. We've we've seen things come to light in recent years mm-hmm. that has been oppressive. Yeah. Right. And that we've seen that people have abused their power mm-hmm. in you know, in whatever comfort they found themselves in and they were enjoying comfort to the expense of someone right. else mm-hmm. not enjoying yeah. comfort. And the people that were oppressed just had to sit there and say well, I guess that's just how the world works. Mm -hmm. And so I think in our modern times, we've seen this like surge of like, you know, I don't want to live this way. I shouldn't have to just shove it under the rug. I'm going to talk about Mm -hmm. my emotions, what we talked about last week. And we find ourselves wanting it to be comfortable for us because if we've been in a position where it hasn't been comfortable for us, then I'm like, by golly, I'm going to be the person to stand up and say like, this can't happen anymore. This is an injustice. Mm -hmm. And then the people whose comfort was disrupted now doesn't know what to do. Like you said, like they Mm -hmm. don't have control anymore. I think it ties back into control. So they don't have control anymore. They don't have comfort. And so while someone raises up and says like, this is not okay. I'm just going to, I'm not going to shove it under the rug any longer. And I'm not going to sit here like this is how it's supposed to be. Then it disrupts. And I think that's what we're experiencing in our modern day is we're, we're experiencing disruption of all kinds. And Mm so where we've dealt with discomfort for so long in some areas, we want to speak up about it and make a change and for it to be different, but we don't know how to do the work. Like Mm -hmm. there are some things that, that, um, I don't, I don't think that comfort and, um, like, I don't know what you call it, like ease of being able to just like laundry, like you said, like, (laughs) We don't need to go down by the stream and wash our clothes, that's right? That's right. We don't have to be beating it with a rock or whatever. You know, that's not that's not what we're talking about. Right. You know, I love my washing machine, okay? Yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm glad that, I, you know, even like even when, um, you know, my mom, my, I remember my mom telling me about, you know, mm-hmm. the first washing machine she had was one where it had the tub and then she had to do it, the wringer. You know, you put yes. the clothes through the wringer to squeeze the water out because it, all it did was wash. And so you had this, you know, like when your washer dry uh, dies mm-hmm. and it's all full of water mm-hmm. and everything is soaking. And that's what he, she would do. And so when she got a washing machine that actually spun and all that, that was like, whoa, yeah. this is great. So, no, we're not saying go back to that. But, that's not but what you're, point. But what you say had me talking about or mm-hmm. had me thinking about something else we talked about before this. And what, that was like the Luddite, right? Yeah. You learned a new word this yeah, week. Yeah, I learned a new <laughs> I have this, okay, I, I really am a word nerd. And so I get a daily email from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary people. Yes, girl. That gives me a, a word every day. and Personal um, development right there. I love and, it. And usually I already know what they mean, but it's kind of interesting to get into, like, where mm. the word came from. But the one yesterday was like, I had never heard this, mm-hmm. and it's and the word is luddite. It's capital L U D D I T E, and basically what a luddite is is someone who is um, is very is anti technology, and it, it's the person like if you want to put it into today's terms, it would be like someone saying, "I will never own a smartphone. I love my analog TV." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know. What like they don't want to update. They right. You know, this is this as far mm-hmm. as I'm going to go. I'm not going to go no further. And the legend is that the word came about in the 1800s during the Industrial Revolution, and there was a supposedly a guy by the name of Ned Ludd, L-U-D-D, mm-hmm. and um, he was um, he was a weaver, and so he wove cloth by him, you know, on a loom, 
and um, he went in and during um, during the Industrial Revolution and, and went into a, a place and destroyed the machinery <laughs> that was weaving cloth and therefore he was displacing displacing yeah, the, oh the people who were weaving things in their in their homes or mm -hmm. you know had their own home business and because he was anti technology and so because of the machinery so anyways so that's what a luddite is mm -hmm. you know and so we're not saying you know we need to be luddites um because technology is useful right it can be a tool yeah you right. know and 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 it's something that i think you know you were alluding to this but i think god has put into us we are creators just like he is because we are in his image and so He's, you know, we are going to come up with new ways of doing things, an mm -hmm. easier way of doing things. I think where the danger comes is when we get passive with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and um, to the point that if we don't have this particular thing, then we just, we don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. Well, and like the reason I brought up the Luddite thing is because do we not have... <laughs> This may be perceived not real, but don't we have the older generation, the generation above you? I don't know what generation you are listening to this. The generation above you says that you have it easy because you mm -hmm. don't have to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Right. Like he said, like your mom with the washer that had the spinner, she probably could very easily look back and say like, oh, you guys have it easy because you know what I did. Mm -hmm. That goes back to the same paradigm that we were talking about of like, she did not get to live in that comfort. And so right. it's almost like she's envious of the people that get to <laughs> reap right. the benefits of that right. ingenuity yeah. and that comfort. And then, you know, like you can, I think the danger is you can become bitter about it and like Ugh, point the yeah. finger and look at someone that didn't put in the hard work like you did in a certain area mm -hmm. and then just be like, well, like you just, you're soft or you got off easy. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's where, that's where I am learning about these comfort things is everybody has a different. I, I guess, definition or idea of comfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're all built differently. We all have different jobs. We have different callings. And so, like, you might have, like, I'm saying for me, like, I might have put in a lot of work, like, where I saw it was, like, real hard work of, like, I worked on myself. And two years down the road, I'm a better person because I was investing in myself. I was doing this. I went to counseling, all this stuff. And then you might look at me and be like, yeah, but that's, like, that's worthless because like you really just put in a bunch of work when you could have figured it out this way. Right. So I feel like another level of Which it is, is just being judgy. <laughs> <laughs> like that actually like that you could have said like, well, you could have done that a lot easier. If you would have just asked me like, yeah. I could have, yeah. I think my, I think that's so true. I think a lot of times our, our source of discomfort is someone else's idea of comfort. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so when we try and make our discomfort comfortable, we're making something uncomfortable for someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think well, a, like control. Yes. Because mm -hmm. someone might like to be in the back seat and be a follower. Right. Right. And that's where I thrive because I'm like, great. Hop in my back seat. <laughs> I'll take you where you need right. to go. <laughs> I know but exactly where you need to go. <laughs> I think that a lot of, I think a lot of like tensions right now in our culture come from that very source where it's like my level of comfort isn't your discomfort, but I'm not willing to live in a world of like my discomfort on your behalf. You know what I mean? And so I think when, when we try and like make these strides towards what's comfortable for us, it's like, 
well, like everyone, like this should be comfortable for you too, but that's just not the case mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. we all come from different backgrounds. And I think one thing in culture today that's really pressing, especially on my generation, and I, I, I'm assuming like other generations probably feel this too, is just the pressure of time and how fast our world mm. operates and mm -hmm, like how yeah. quickly, mm -hmm. like, like you said, with everything at the touch of a smartphone, like yeah. where, where do you have the option to even grow roots or that resilience that comes from it? And so I think right now, a lot of times we will in the spirit of saving time, let's cut these corners and let's do like the quick fix or something mm -hmm. that like I noticed this with, um, refinancing student loans. I don't know if anyone's ever done that, but a lot of times it's like companies will advertise, you know, it's quick and easy online. Just fill out this pre pre-approval application and then we'll pay off your loans and then you pay us. Well, that sounds like great and it is really fast, but a lot of times there's a lot of research that goes into it and there might be a stipulation that you can't pay it off early. Yep. Fine and print. like, yes. So it's like the fine print of our actions and our decisions in the spirit of saving time that we sometimes miss out on. And you could argue that in your attempt to become more comfortable, you've created a cycle mm -hmm. of discomfort yep. by mm -hmm. skipping corners. Yep. Yeah. And so how can we as a culture evaluate our decisions and really create a comfortable atmosphere when we're so focused on like time, like my time, mm -hmm. I want my time. So don't take it up. I wish that we could just all agree on like, and we can't because I don't think we ever will agree. What is worth it to work hard for? Yeah. yeah. See, because like, I think that there are a bunch of like comforts that we have that, that are the generation before us or even two generations before us. Um, here's, well, I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to say like, all of our work, whatever we do, is not in vain. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. there's a fact that whenever we work at something, we always learn something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we miss out on is when we choose to cut corners and we know we're cutting corners. It's a different mm -hmm. night. It's a different thing when we know, when, when we're honestly innocent and we're just trying to do the best thing and then we learn hindsight. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think if you go into a situation where you know you're cutting corners and being lazy, and taking the comfortable route mm -hmm. that it's not going to pan out for you. Like you really right. wanted it to, right. but what is it like pastor Tim talked about? You have to pre-decide mm -hmm. that when you yeah, go in to consolidate good. your student loans, that I'm not going to just do a like a bad job and do the quickest thing. Mm -hmm. I like, I'm going to put in the work, the hard work to research, research what's wise, ask a few people if they've ever had experience in that. Are there any red flags or mm -hmm. anything that is there anything that I need to watch out for? Um, looking up definitions of things, like what does that really mean? Reading yeah. the fine print. All of that is hard work. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that many times we get in ourselves into situations, like you said, like we honestly sometimes get ourselves into, <coughs> we go the comfort route and we end up creating lots of discomforts for us. And I would say that's really true. And then what happens after that is we just have a dispirit of, disappointment yeah and like defeat. we walk around everywhere and we bring people down with us to like mm -hmm. why do I have to do this life is so hard mm -hmm. and like do you know what I want to say to those people get over it <laughs> go ahead 
Pull up your bootstraps and do it. <laughs> <laughs> or just the, the whole thing of, um, you know, adulting. Uh-huh. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, I hate adulting. I'm just kidding. Yes, I hate adulting. Well, guess what? You are. Yeah, yeah. you are, <laughs> and you have people responsible under you. And right. I know, like, I say that phrase, too, like, I hate adulting. Or <laughs> why do I have to adult this way? Yeah, yeah. because I think our, our, our natural thing is just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, going back to what you were saying about time, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, just tell me what to do. I'll, I'll do a few clicks or whatever, or just tell me what to do, and I'll just do it. Rather than thinking it through mm-hmm. myself yeah. and, and saying, you know, and actually doing the work yep. of doing it. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting here thinking it's like, yeah, it's kind of like you can type in it, autocorrects your spelling for you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know how to spell because mm-hmm. my phone does oh it for gosh. me. You know, At my computer does it for all me. All of my middle schoolers. Right, last year. yeah. Um, <laughs> or they try to abbreviate things I was and you're like, like, what is, there's a difference between your, your they're there right you need to know it don't care what you think mm-hmm. it's it's <laughs> yeah Let, let's let's just go through it all oh right gosh. and you know and because <clears throat> as a person at this table who has lived the longest mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there are things that i just go like really people yeah, yeah. really 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 you know um and yeah my and kids it's really not just like it's probably not convenience for you like it's not it's not the um the problem of convenience for you it's the prom- the the problem of thought like you're like just put some brain into it right mm-hmm. right and that's yeah. the thing um before I was on staff at church I worked in the medical field I worked in a primary care office and that was one of the things that at some point I don't I can't tell you when yeah you know, I, I you know I realized that okay I'm one of the older people here and we're hiring people that are a lot younger just fresh out of school things like that and realizing that that it's like if you're reading something and it doesn't make sense then you ask a question yeah <laughs> well do you know what that is the, yeah and that or if it's like you know you're looking at this thing that you know a doctor wrote down or something and it's like that doesn't quite make sense go ask yeah, before you go yeah. do Zoom. it yeah. you know or think it through it's like and instead of just taking it this far and then yeah. stopping critical yeah. thinking yes and like can we as all humans of the same race like agree to accept people for the fact that they may not know something yeah because how many times have you felt like um intimidated or scared to ask yeah. a question i really mm-hmm. do feel like that's what keeps people from asking yes, questions yes. is intimidation because of how afraid you are of someone knowing that you don't know yeah mm-hmm. like for me my fear of disappointment has kept me from asking questions that would allow me to do the job better because I want to seem like I have it all together. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I don't want people to look at me differently yeah. or yeah. think differently of me. And I've been on the judgmental side of like, they literally have no idea what they're doing. But <laughs> I think like being on that side and being on the receiving end of it, like mm-hmm. there is a lot of value in just allowing people to ask mm-hmm. questions because what comes of that? Mm-hmm. Well, you might find someone who knows what they're talking about yeah. and knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I asked my neighbors a question about our landscaping and they were like, oh, we know someone who could flatten your yard for you like with a machine. And I was like, great. That sounds amazing because I don't like manual labor. So it all like works <laughs> out. But it's like, can Is we that just... Comfort? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's claiming it. Can we... But like, can we just like right now even if you have to tell yourself daily like can we just create a space where people mm-hmm. can be okay with not knowing something yes mm-hmm. like because it's our pride that gets in the way yes mm-hmm. and as like 
I'm getting ready to walk into my first year of teaching and there is <laughs> no way I know everything that mm -hmm. these students are going to ask me. And over and over and over again, I'm, I've spent so much time like, okay, well, like in this situation, how am I going to play it off like I know it? Or how am I going to like instill confidence in them so that they know that they're learning from someone who like knows what they're doing? And honestly, like there are going to be times where I'm just going to be like, you know what? I don't know. But the beauty of science is that we can create an inquiry and a questioning mind and do some research and figure that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can we like just no matter what the situation, just like be okay with people not knowing, because as soon as you, as soon as you like place that judgment on someone like that will stick with someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then especially in, in like the medical field too, like wouldn't you want your care provider asking questions? Yes. <laughs> so let's create a space mm -hmm. and like a little pact. Cause I think it would take us a long way. Yeah. Like a long way. You're not wrong. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. It, I think, it, and uh, you know, but what you're talking about means that you have to put some effort out there. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's in some ways, even though it seems almost counterintuitive, it's easier just to, tr I think, maybe emotionally or, or mentally to say, okay, I'm just going to figure this out myself mm -hmm. because I'm afraid of being judged or I'm afraid or my pride is telling me I should know this mm -hmm. or whatever. So this is the easy, this is the easy way out because I don't then have to get uncomfortable mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. talk to someone or ask a question, admit that I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. And, and it gets us into this really bad spot. And so I think that instead of doing the harder thing, we do the easier thing because it's more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think hard things, doing hard things is the, is a, a big crux of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's what keeps us in our comfort, you know, that we, yeah. I'd rather just, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't want to go and go to this, this meeting or this group because I feel uncomfortable around people mm -hmm. or I, they, you know, maybe they, they won't like me or whatever. So, I'm, I'm not going to do that hard thing, even though I really feel like I should be, mm -hmm. yeah. but I'm just going to back off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, as you were talking, it had me think of, um, like, so you asked, can we just create a space where mm -hmm. you who hold more knowledge, we're going to say that that's mm -hmm. like the case, create, you know, take or get set aside your pride and be okay with someone asking you and being a teacher. Yes. Can we have more teachers, please? Mm -hmm. Yes. On the other side, I would say if you're one that you're like, I know that I need to learn things. I, like, can we say for them, and I'm going to put myself in that group too, be a good question asker. Mm -hmm. I would think that, and I, I don't know, like statistically or whatever, but I want to say the best way to learn, maybe it's the best way I learn, is to ask good questions. I mean, there's books written over this, like yes. how to be a good question asker. Um, and what I found is when I, when I uh, interact with a good question asker, most often they are the ones with a lot of empathy, um, a lot of grace, and they're really smart. Mm -hmm. Like, because I've been trying to teach my older son this because my older son is really smart. And so and he can come off to his brother's like, oh, you don't even know that? Mm. Or like, 
like tries to be like, well, I know that and you don't almost yeah. like keeper of the information. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not willing to share the information with you because if I did, you would be equal to me. Yeah. That's what we're dealing yeah, with uh -huh. in our society is if I share what I know, you might be equal to me and take my power away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what we've been teaching him a lot is to be a good question asker and shut your mouth and listen. Yeah. Like you're going to learn by listening. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn by yeah. listening. You're going to learn by asking good questions. So that, you know, like you said, on one end, like if you were the person being asked questions, set aside your pride and, you know, go forward and be kind to someone and like show mm -hmm. the, share the information that you know um, without any um, strings attached. Yeah. And then on the other side, be a good question. Make it your purpose to get out of your comfort slump or whatever to ask good questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Research that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. one way, okay, so like as we kind of go into like doing hard things, I think one way that can maybe help us um, build, I guess, build the character to be able to withstand hard things mm -hmm. is that you have to learn some intrinsic things. Mm -hmm. Like it, mm -hmm. a lot of it comes through experience. I don't know about you guys, but like when I've, when I've chosen to step outside of my comfort zone, or like some comfort that I have, or it has a lot of times been fear um, of failing, fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And I've had to be brave just to like yeah. learn something new. And oftentimes we just want to stay in the fear. We want to stay in the rejection because it's, it's honestly easier. I mean, like you're plagued with the fear and the rejection, which is not fun, but it's easier to stay there because you're not having to do something hard and to learn yeah. something new. It's hard to learn something new sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I almost want to say, like, what if you chose an activity that doesn't have anything to do with fixing your immediate problem, but chose an activity that took perseverance, consistency, and research? Yeah. I mean, this activity could really be anything. Like, one that comes to mind for me is gardening. Like, when my kids were little, little, like newborn, three, and five, I was like, I'm going to start a garden. I don't garden anymore. But <laughs> what I did learn through that experience was so much. Yeah. I learned a lot. And, like, it would be easy for you to say, like, for you to sit here being judgy, be like, why don't you just go to the grocery store and buy tomatoes? Like, yeah. and I can do that. And, honestly, my idea of growing a garden was not that I would, like, be ready for the zombie apocalypse and I would need to know how to make my own veggies or grow my own veggies. <laughs> it doesn't stem from that. It did not stem from, I want to keep an eye on how my vegetables are grown. I don't want any pesticides on it because I use pesticides on my plants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But squash I know bugs, on, they I know kill my on zucchini. I buy too. So it's fine. Well, so fine. I'm saying that those like me learning to garden did not stem from like, I want control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It stemmed from, I want to learn something new. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and so I went out. Like I had an 85-year-old neighbor that lived next to me, and I love her, Mrs. Becky. I don't live next to her anymore. I'm sad. But she gardened her whole life. And, she, and I would go over there and be like, what do I do about this? And like, what do you know what this bug is? And why overnight is my zucchini completely oh, demolished? Oh, the worm <gasps> got it. Yes. And so, but I would ask questions. Yeah. And along the way, I researched. Yeah. I asked questions. Mm -hmm. I planned and I developed. And it was great. I learned so much. I learned that I don't like being out in 
85 to 95 degree weather picking weeds when yeah. I could literally go to the grocery store. Yeah. But I really feel like what God taught me down in the dirt on my knees, digging through this flower bed with stuff, taking weeds out of things, putting vine, I mean, putting vines on sticks so it grows straight. I feel like he taught me so much about hard work, yeah. perseverance, consistency, mm-hmm. yeah. what you sow in, you will reap. And that's a story. I mean, that's a parable in the Bible is like the, yeah. the parable in the sower mm-hmm. or the parable of the sower. Sow in seeds on a rock, rocky ground and it like the birds come and eat the seeds. Sow in seeds on like a, a thorny ground and what is it? No, in like a craggly ground where it yeah. grows shallow. in the sun. Shallow ground. Yeah. yeah, shallow ground. The sun zaps it, like put it put the seed in like with, and it gets choked out by the world, by the Mm -hmm. thorns of the world. Um, And I just, that came, I read that parable as I was doing this activity and I was amazed at how much God taught me. Now I don't grow my own vegetables anymore, but I learned a little bit of what Mm -hmm. it looked like to research, to ask questions, to stick with something Mm -hmm. until it was done. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times like our fears, whether it's of, disapproval or rejection, whatever the case may be that may keep us from stepping outside of our comfort zone. A lot of time they, they're surfaced from sources of that rejection, like from a Mm -hmm. past experience. And so I think that when we, when we stick, when we're comfortable in our fear, it's because the thought of the actual rejection is more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So let me stay here where I'm still uncomfortable, but at least I'm not as uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like you said, with gardening, like you can pick something that's not necessarily like, okay, let me put myself out there and date again. Yeah. (laughs) But it can be something where you like may experience that you can overcome that fear Mm -hmm. without putting yourself in that more uncomfortable position. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good practice, whether it's like rejection or whatever the fear may be that's keeping you in your bubble of comfort, like where you feel like you really can't grow, then pick an activity or just talk to someone about like something you could do to help chip away at that. And that would, like you said, would require consistency, but at least you learn as you sew in, you learn what it feels like and how rewarding it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To start Very to rewarding step because out. I mean like you can go to the grocery store and buy, you know, cherry tomatoes. But don't they just taste better when you oh pick gosh. them off your oh own vine? I love fresh tomatoes. Whether that's true or not, it I felt true. like when I ate my produce, I am like <sighs> This is so tasty. <laughs> and look, I made this whole garden salad out of my whole garden for you. <laughs> and I love you. Emphasis on garden. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, wh- you know, there's a lot of accomplishment. Yeah. And yeah. it showed me that even if I put in the work, like, it doesn't, I actually, you know, the, your, um, what is it, like, your, level or your standard of comparison Mm -hmm. changes Mm -hmm. because I'm not comparing my tomatoes to the grocery store. Like I know I can go to the grocery store and buy like tons of them, but like my standard was, I did it. Yeah. And it's mine. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. And so I'm not comparing my tomatoes to Miss Becky's tomatoes. I'm not like, Oh, I wish I had her to, it was like, no, I did this and they grew in the red. I didn't kill them. (laughs) And that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that accomplishment can go a long way. It, yeah. And like, it's not, it doesn't only pertain to like gardening. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. pertain to like 
things that you learn in life too. But I mean, like yeah. I think of this, like picking an activity, something like that. Another thing I think about is investing your money. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I've been told, I know it's wise to invest my money, but like, you know, you hear people all the time say like, even just $5 a month, it's a compound interest. Blah, 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 blah. I, I totally get that. But like, what would, what would it look like if you actually put that into practice? That's not hard. It's not, um, like you're not going to lose anything. Well, yeah. Actually, you might lose your money now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just, well, actually, you know, you just invest now because the stocks are down. Yes, so right. then you'll like really make up later. But like, you don't have much to lose, is what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. like, what if I researched where to invest my money? What if I asked questions of yeah. those around me who have invested their money before? And what if I actually did it and then I watched it grow? Mm-hmm. Well, and like, what it, like, I love the what if mindset because I feel like our fears are based out of like when this happens like this is how I'm going to feel so that's why I'm saying here but what if we take it on as like well what if this is the little bit of a push that I need Mm -hmm. to be able to overcome that like what if I do this and it actually works out what if I can make my way through this and like come out on the other end with a garden salad that like I literally picked out of my own garden. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, well, when I actually go through with this, it's totally going to fail. But it's like that small activity that taught you so much could have been just the push that you needed to step out of that Mm -hmm. comfort zone Mm -hmm. with confidence. Mm -hmm. Like I think that when we step out, we gain the confidence we need Mm -hmm. to overcome that fear and like literally never need to go back to that place. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, um, yeah, like I never need to have a garden again because I yeah. learned what I needed to learn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now and I just, I, I made a friend. Well, I've been friends with her for a long time, but my son, um, ha- has this friend and her, and his mom has her own garden. And I mean, like, it's like a huge garden. Like they live on a lot of land and it's like, they have like apple trees, pear trees, plum trees, like oh all gosh. this stuff. And then she found out that I like fresh produce. So she like came to pick up her son yesterday and she brought over like five zucchinis yes. and like seven squashes and a whole bag of tomatoes and peppers. And I'm like, <gasps> and I sent her a picture last night of like my roasted vegetables. I'm like, see, look, then like once you've yep. put in the work and you know yep. how rewarding it is, just find a friend yep. who can give you the benefits of their Someone hard work. Right. And if, and if you're not <laughs> if you're not into gardening, you find the person who is because yes. they're going to have excess and you're going to help them that way. Yes. You know. Especially yeah. with the zucchini. Yes. You, you know. don't want to waste that. I know you <laughs> no. don't want to waste that. So. No. no. And I, I there is something about being a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. And and yes. and being yeah. a lifelong learner is just to is stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I used to teach a lot of piano lessons and children were are far easier to teach than adults. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Because children are used to always I don't know and so yeah. I'm going to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas adults are so used to saying but I know all this. I know how to do mm-hmm. life. I know how to do this. And to start something from zero mm-hmm. and then go from there is really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, I would say, okay, just give me three months. You know, you will catch on probably a lot faster than a six-year-old would. Yeah. But it's going to sound bad for a while. It's going to sound really stupid and simple. Mm-hmm. But just keep doing it and doing it. And it will all start to come together. Yeah. And But it's, you know, many times they would just get discouraged because it's like this sounds this sounds so you know, elementary, you know, and it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is, Mm -hmm. but you're building all these skills so that you will be able to play the way you want to play. And, um, and so I think that that's as in our adult lives, we tend to just say, 
this is as far as I'm going to go. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go no further. You're a Luddite. Yeah, you're a Luddite. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was funny because I think it was yesterday up in the office, somebody said, you know, um, you know, what age, what age have you, what was your peak age? You know, and I said, oh, no, I haven't hit it yet. And I'm like, no, it's like, what are you talking about? I will say about lifelong learners, it is worth your investment to find one. Mm -hmm. Like, that's older than you mm-hmm. because we, and you'll see them and you'll, and you'll know what it is. If now you've heard the term lifelong learner, because let me tell you how they're going to find them. They ask good questions mm-hmm. and you being younger than, than them can, can come to them. I'm going to use you as an example and they won't reject you mm-hmm. and they won't make you feel like you're an ant, right. like as small as yeah. an ant. Yeah. And they'll ask you questions yeah. and they'll listen to your experiences. Yeah. And that's how you find a lifelong learner. And there is, I never want to stop learning. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the moment I stop learning is going to be really boring. And I'm going to be a really cranky person. I don't want to be like that. Well, a couple things I'm, I'm learning right now is um, about a year ago I took up watercolor painting. Mm. I'm not like an art. I always say, God, you, you, you gifted me with music, mm-hmm. no, but art, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of skipped over that one. But I just, I just said, I just really want to try this, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a friend who has a degree in art. So when I get stuck on something, I call her and, you know, it's like, okay, so what do you recommend? I want to buy these paints and, you know, mm-hmm. this is what I have in my head, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I've been watercolor painting yeah. and, mm-hmm. The other thing I'm working on, but, and when I finally get it down, I will actually come and demonstrate it. You're going to laugh. What okay. is <laughs> it? <laughs> okay. Have you ever been, you know, to like a carnival or uh, a variety oh. show and there's a person that spins a plate on a stick? Yes. I'm learning no. how to do that. <gasps> you're, you're learning <laughs> to spin plates? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Here, a... That's I want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. It's yeah. like not okay. a basketball. Yeah. Like. It's not a regular plate. Anyways, and you start out with a plastic one. It's not a regular one. plate. It's a you plastic one. The plastic. ones that they actually use, they're they're white, but they're actually metal. And oh. um, but anyways, I well one day I was I was writing, I was praying, and I was writing in my journal, and I was telling the Lord that I just felt like I had I the picture I had in my head was I had all these plates spinning. Oh my gosh. And I remember I've used that watching so many times. you know, like years ago on TV, you know, they'd have the guy, you know, and he'd have all the, the sticks and he'd start the plate and, and he'd he has spin them it. on his feet. Yeah, and he had them on his feet and he'd have this big long line <laughs> and then would start to wobble mm-hmm. and they were you know like, Oh my gosh, he has to go get it, you know, and he goes and he spins it, you know. And I always fascinated me. And I but when I was writing in my journal that day, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I feel like. I feel like I'm running around spinning plates. And I'm like, knowing how my mind works, it's like, I wonder how you do that. So I started looking it up and I found out all about, you know, the physics behind it and all the other stuff and why it it works. And then I'm like, I wonder if you can just like, where do you buy that? Mm -hmm. And so I found Amazon. No, I found a magic (laughs) shop in in New York City and um, ordered it from them. (gasps) And they have online tutorials and all this other kind of thing. And <laughs> I think we're going to have you like on spinning plates <laughs> um, next week. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be ready by then. It's not it, it's it's not that easy. But basically you have a you have a stick that has a point on it. The plate is balanced and but it has an inside rim that's deeper than a normal plate. 
and even the metal ones are that way too but mine's plastic because if the metal one goes flying it probably do damage in my house <laughs> so um but you know and i've gotten it so i i've gotten it up where it's actually spun i had I it spinning for fly like on the wall five <laughs> seconds <laughs> but it's like I don't know. It was just like, I want to learn how to do that. I think that it's so cool. so cool. You know, I'm like, oh. you know. So, so at your house, we can find you sewing and altering clothes. Yeah. We can find you watercoloring. We can find you making a vision board. We can find yeah. you spl spinning plates <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. and praying. Yeah, it's it's so. And yeah. dancing with your maracas. Oh, yeah, <gasps> absolutely. You have maracas? Oh, I have all kinds of things. <gasps> Oh my gosh! I saw really I saw her amazing. driving in the car one day, doing her maracas. I was like, I love that. Love Janice. You would only see Janice driving and doing her maracas. Yeah, it's a new definition of distracted driving. <laughs> put you see like these billboards. Put down your maracas. <laughs> Don't like, maraca it's a and drive. New statistic. <laughs> I love that. Like you asked questions though, and that led you to like discover mm -hmm. new things about yourself. Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes even just the act of asking the question can lead us like mm -hmm. to the answer that we already had. It was just a matter of like asking it. Like my yeah. sister, she used to drive me crazy because she would ask me like, should I wear this to school? Should I wear this to school? And no matter what I said, she wouldn't wear it. Like she'd come out with like <laughs> three or four different outfits. I'm like, yes, that one's my favorite one. And she, then she'd come out with something completely different on and be like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm like, why are That's you wasting my time asking, you me, asking me, <laughs> asking me however many times if you should wear that? And I say, I give you my opinion and then you wear something different. Anyways, yeah. I'm like, don't even ask me. But like she just that was just how she like processed. Mm -hmm. And then she came to the conclusion on her own. Yeah. So I just love like even even if asking the question is like the first step of a very long journey, mm -hmm. you can still learn along the way yeah. before mm -hmm. you get to yeah. mm -hmm. the final solution. Mm -hmm. And I think and that when you do things like that, when you think about um, me figuring out how to watercolor is not like a life, like a life skill, if you want to put it mm -hmm. that way. But when you do things like that, then I think it sets you up then for when, life hands you something mm -hmm. that is really hard yeah make a piece of art out of it yeah yes. <laughs> yeah something like that but you know when life hands you something that's really hard then it's kind of like it's already in you to mm -hmm. yeah go to someone and, yeah. and not hide because i think you know that is our our almost innate reaction is is to isolate and yeah. pull back and disappear or you know and that kind of thing but instead it's like um you know, like you were talking about, like financial challenges of, of I've never had to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I need to ask someone. Yeah. Rather than feel like I have to know and yeah. just and and then just go down the drain. You know, um, I mean, I think one of my, I have lots of favorite scriptures, but you know, the one that's in John sixteen thirty three. It says Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's telling them about all you know that he was going to. Um, you know, that he was going to the cross, he was going to come back, that things were going to be rough and things were going to happen to them. But he says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here mm -hmm. on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. That's a promise that most of us don't claim, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. that we will have many trials and sorrows. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Sign me <you>. up. <laughs> I claim that promise. <laughs> you know, we just don't do that. Yeah. But it's the promise too, though, is to take heart. Yeah, because I have overcome the world, mm -hmm. and and that, and in Him we have peace. I think some of the ways that we have peace in Him is being in community. Mm -hmm. You know, having 
you know, a woman that maybe has been through some things and just say, oh, I know you went through this and now I'm at this mm -hmm. spot. Mm -hmm. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did yeah. you get through that or, you know, whatever. And, and being able to, to, to talk with someone and ask questions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. exactly why God has us where he has us in community yeah. with other women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love what Pastor Tim said too, is when you do the, get that answer or you do have a picture in mind of what you need to do, mm -hmm. it's not praying for like, God, make this happen. Make it it's easy, like, Lord. God, equip me like with mm -hmm. what I need to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So it's taking ownership of like creating that movement in your own life. Mm -hmm. And like the one that stuck out to me was, um, a lot of times we like ask for patience, like just give me the patience to like deal with this person. But really we're asking like fix that person. Yeah. And yeah. like that, I was like, dang, like that is literally <laughs> me. And it's not like God fix this person. It's like, no God, like put in me a spirit of love and grace and forgiveness mm -hmm. that will allow me to love them in the best way possible. Yeah. And so I think that's really important is when you're finding these answers and like you're seeking advice, it's okay. What do like, how can I pray for that advice to move through mm -hmm. me, not for it to just, like, magically mm -hmm. appear? Because mm -hmm. that's not rewarding. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the reward is when you've gone through your zucchini getting eaten up, and then months later, like, you have a garden salad with fresh zucchini. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, mm -hmm. well, here's one, like, that just magically appeared, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I know the thing, when, when, when he was doing that, I was sitting there, and it was just like, you know how it, it, sometimes it's just you hear something and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because one, one of the things that, um, you know, I've been praying about is like, Lord, I just, you know, I just, I just want to pray. I just want to feel some joy. I want to have some really deep joy and stuff like that. And when he said the thing about so often when we pray, we're praying for the easy. Mm -hmm. We're praying for the easy. It's like like you were saying. God, because you just make them less this yeah. way, and then I'll be more patient with them. <laughs> and and I realized that really what I was praying is like, Lord, why did, if you would just change this circumstance in my life, yeah, or you would make this easier or make this less painful, then I could feel some joy. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know when he said that, I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so gosh. so you know because what it gets down to is how do you really know what joy is if you haven't experienced pain yeah if you haven't yeah. had sorrow if you haven't had difficulty yeah. or if whatever it hasn't been contrasted right with the opposite. you you mm -hmm. have to that you have to have one without before you really can have the other mm -hmm. yeah and you know and connecting with the joy that is just the joy through the holy spirit that's inside of me no matter what mm -hmm. you know and um and i realized that yeah because I've, I've been telling you lord it's like if you would just make this happen yeah or that happen yeah. or not happen then I would be in such a better frame of mind, oh you know, gosh, that and that's really true is that we have to, we have to look at our motives and also what we're praying and what we're asking for and just saying, maybe God, you just want to develop something in me mm -hmm. yeah. in this yeah. that is, doesn't feel comfortable, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, the, the, the old thing about you can't have a diamond without pressure, mm -hmm. you know, diamonds are just a lump of coal without you know, the tremendous pressure and it becomes a diamond. Yeah. Um, though there are lots of times that I tell God, could you? I'll take the coal. Yeah, I'll take the coal. 
Or, it's okay, I don't need to be as shiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Give me right. a little dull today. Yeah. Yes, it's like, I, you got me on the potter's wheel, and could you not squeeze that hard? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Well, and it's like so much more rewarding that way, mm-hmm. too, because then you can take that into the next challenge, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. But I think, like, once we see past the time that mm-hmm. we'll have to put into it and the energy we'll have to invest and, like, the perseverance, mm-hmm. and we can get through that, like, it is just so rewarding. Like mm-hmm. some of the biggest reward in my life has been from what I've worked hardest for yeah. mm-hmm. and towards. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it helps me to even just think about like, okay, well, what's the last thing I like really worked hard for? And like how rewarding was that afterwards? Yeah. 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 Or even if it's a hard time to just say, I, you know what? I got through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Then I can get through this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw sure. how God was faithful in that and he, surrounded me with people that I had a network or whatever he's going to do the same now it's yeah. knowing his character mm-hmm. mm. so, so good, good. <laughs> so, so good, good. so yeah. good <laughs> sweet Kara. <laughs> I taught my kids that, or they, they heard that the other day and now when they hear me say so good they're like so good so good that is Penn State's victory song did you know that yeah, yeah. sweet Caroline no and we were I forget what it was like some important game. I don't remember the name of it, but it was at Penn state. And in the like last seven seconds, Ohio state scored a touchdown, but Penn state had already started singing their victory song. (gasps) Yeah. So then we (laughs) sang it back to them. (laughs) (laughs) So that made me think of that. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Well, Well, we're glad that you joined us today. Um, If you have not registered, for the inspired, what are you waiting it. for? I need to. <laughs> Megan. Megan. <laughs> I know, guys, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I know you were getting married and everything, but right. this is, you know, this is way on. more like, important. You have no excuse. You're yeah. out of married season. That's. Guys, I just found a jar of like animals in my room. So just cut me some slack. I'm cleaning out my classroom. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, but if you have not registered for the inspired conference, you're going to want to do that ASAP. And get it on your calendar. And because we have some really great and exciting things coming up, you're going to be seeing a lot more about the conference Mm -hmm. on our Instagram page. So you're going to want to check that out. And as always, don't hesitate to email in to inspired at the x.church if you want to hear certain topics. That's right. We will be wrapping up our season in the not too distant future, Mm -hmm. but get it in, get a topic in if you want to hear us talk about it and we will do it. So we hope that you had a lot of takeaways for today. I know I did. Now I'm going to be brainstorming on what my next, you know, thing is that I'm going to do. A garden? Yeah. Good luck. There you go. I'm going to come to you for advice too. (laughs) Maybe not. Knock on your door. But anyways, we will see you back next week for another inspired episode. We'll see you then. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Our hope is that everyone who hears these episodes, near or far, would know that the invitation at our table is always open. You might not be sitting at this table, but our desire is that you would join in on these conversations. So if you were inspired by today's talks, send us an email at inspired at the x.church. We'd love to hear your thoughts, stories, and questions. And as always, don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts.